What's up, everybody, and welcome back to How to Be a Boss, the podcast. I am Robert Carden Jr. I'm Chrissy Branson. And I'm Seth Sheely. So listen, before we get into today's episode, we just want to let you guys know about something new that we're doing over here at How to Be a Boss. It's podcast at aat.team. Feel free to email us. We want to hear from you guys, whether it be your business questions, life advice you may need, or you just want to let us know what you think about the show. We want to hear from you guys, and we are going to respond to you on future episodes. So again, it's podcast at aat.team. We want to hear from you guys. And this week, we're going to be talking about how to build a brand identity. You know, branding is the process of connecting good strategy with good creativity. And that's a quote by Marty Neumeyer. What do you guys think about that quote? Uh, I definitely feel like branding does connect what you have going on in the office with like the world. So, yeah, I, I agree with this 100 um, percent. I do feel like sometimes I know, at least for me and other business owners that I've spoken with, branding is something that happens after the business has been running. Mm-hmm. So, like, you don't come up with a brand and then figure out the rest of it. You have to figure out what you have going on so that you can relay that out into the world. So what would you say is the definition of branding? Um. Mm, that's a good question, Robert. Um, I have trouble with definitions because they're so specific. I ramble. Um, I would say branding is like bringing together in a creative manner um, what the company stands for, what the company does, and how the company wants to be um, presented to the world. So what, what the company wants the world to see. Um aligned with their mission. Okay, so I recently saw an article as I was putting this together and it it presented 13 interesting questions about what to ask before, you know, building a brand or your company identity. Mm -hmm. And the very first question is, what is your why? So what is your why for AAT? So my why at this point is a little different than it was in the beginning. All right, and I feel like once I figured out that this was the why, then we created a good brand. Mm. All right. Just so everybody knows how that worked. Um, AAG's why at this point is to A, help all the dealers across the nation make the most money possible off of their new car inventory. Mm. B, have a group of financially stable and free employees in the process. So once I figured out that it was not just about making money and helping me and we really shift the focus to making sure that all the employees were taken care of and creating a great opportunity for them by helping all of the clients and creating great opportunities for them. Mm Then I came up with the why. I want everybody to win. That's not a bad why at all. Yeah. Seth, what's your why for your photography and videography? Can we come back to that? Oh, that was a deer (laughs) Um, in the headlights. Look, I loved it. So I never really came up with a why. I just, it's something I just got into. Like I was a student. I wanted a camera. I started taking pictures. Next thing I know, someone asked me to do a music video. Next thing I know, someone asked me to do a wedding video. And I just. I think that Seth is like it's, at the point where he he doesn't 
there's no brand yet. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. until you figure out what that why is, you can't translate that into it's anything like, for the world. It's kind of, I'm not going to say, well, by definition, I would still say it's just a side hobby. You know, because mm-hmm. let's be real, it's like it it happens on occasion. So could I call it a brand or like, eh, not yet. Um, it'll get there. It will for sure. Yeah. So, I believe you know one of the first and one of the most important aspects of branding is the company you know aesthetic, the way it looks, the way the company is presented to the world. So, in your opinion. Why is that important? And like, how do you generate like a strong one? Mm. You try a bunch of things in the beginning. Um, Nobody really nails this the first go around unless you're like hiring, you know, super expensive marketing teams, like a small business. Um, You got to play with it. Like in the beginning, we hired a company to create our logo. It was cute. Um, Over time, like it just, needed to be something different. Like once we figured out who we were as a company, we had to adjust. So um, the the logo got more simple and distinct and recognizable. Um, I think that that's a big one for any company. You want people that you do business with to see your logo or maybe it's an email or maybe it's like a you know, anything related to the company, you want them mm-hmm. to know that it's your company. So that was kind of our our method to the madness there. Do you remember what the first logo was? Yeah, it was blue and gold and white. And it was very similar to what we have now. So like the block with AAT was there, but then it had like advanced auto transfers around it. It was just real complicated. And, um, you know, once, once I'd was like, hey, let's let's just rebrand everything. Like, let's come up with something that looks very similar to this, but super duper simple. Um, mm. We just killed everything mm. that was complex about it. So we went with one <laughs> color, and we went with, you know, just the logo with AG. So um, that was kind of yeah. When our I first story. I first applied, I um I went and looked at it was either the Facebook or Instagram, and I remember seeing it somewhere. Yeah. Um, I had to backtrack a little bit, but since you asked me. Robert, you your artistry is your brand. Your brand. What's your why? My why is because I have a passion for creativity, and I have a passion for the arts and music, and you know anything creative wise. Like I have a desire to do. Okay, so I didn't know a passion could be the why. I guess yeah. that was okay. I guess you could say I got a passion for filming and stuff. So. Here's the way I I describe it to people with me and my like two sisters from my mom's side. Um, All three of us have like a creative gene or creative aspect. One sister is, you know, the artist. She paints, she draws, she cooks. Another sister is very much the aesthetic person. Like she can make an arrangement like it's nobody's business, like basket arrangement, flower arrangement arrange a room like that's her forte and i picked up like the music and the theater side Mm -hmm. so that's that's a part of my passion it's just kind of like almost like my dna at this point so yeah that's that's my answer so like is there a specific reason why the aat logo is blue that's something i've always been curious about um yes 
There is. Okay, so when we started off, we worked with Ford dealers. And Ford is blue. Um, so that was really the biggest beginning to any of that. That's why I wanted blue in there in the beginning at all. Um, over time, like, blue's just a chill color. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's it kind of makes you think, like, stable, steady, um, trustworthy. Like, there's a whole psychology behind colors with mm-hmm. logos. Like, if you just look that, that phrase up, you can find out so much information about different colors and different schemes. So when you're coming up with your brand as a business, you want to say, okay, what are we putting out into the world? What do we want our customers to think? And then choose your colors accordingly. So, like, if you look at big brands um, and then you compare that to the psychology behind colors, you'll see exactly why their logos look mm-hmm. like they do. Um, so that was kind of where we were going so, with that. I'm glad you mentioned that, right? So there's this girl I went to high school with. She got into, like, branding and marketing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so a lot of people think that a brand is just a logo. Right. Right. So she sent me her like she made like a just a quick like little book on marketing or branding um to like get people to like go to her website. She got me to look at it about a year or two ago and it talked about logos like the way logos look, color schemes, like why people have color schemes mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Like like branding isn't just a logo. There's actually like reasons behind the colors and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, so I just pulled up the color emotion guide here. Like, um, you know, something like um, Coca-Cola. Red bring, it's like excitement, youthful, bold. Mm-hmm. Coca-Cola, that's that's their brand identity. Like, they are always on the excitement side. Like, you never see a dull Coke com- commercial at all. Um, like, purple is creative or imaginative. Um Green is peaceful. I don't know if y'all knows that, know this or not, but, like, if you want a space in your house that's, like, a chill space, you paint it, like, a shade of green. Because <laughs> green brings on calmness. Like, when, um, up until recently, every bedroom that we've ever had in any house, I painted it, like, a teal color for that purpose. Mm. Like, that's just, it's tranquil and, and chill. So, like... Look stuff like that up when you're you're thinking about what you want to put out there because you're going to invoke different emotions depending on what color you use. Whenever I see green, I always think of nature. Yeah. 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 And for, like seeing blue on the AAT logo always made me think of like strength. I don't know if that's okay. related to the color blue. Um. Yeah, actually. So the three words on this chart are trust, dependable, strength. Oh. Well, that describes AAT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So, like, how do you want, with, like, the logo and the colors and everything, um, in regards to the brand and company identity, like, how do you want others to see AAT? I want, first off, strength. Um, we've been in the business for a long time. We are really honed in on, like, making the, the client process easy and not complex so i wanted it to be simple i wanted it to be like bold so that's kind of the idea behind the logo now as far as our color scheme goes sleek simple not complex so black white blue Mm -hmm. a little silver in there every now and then or gray (laughs) you know but like nothing crazy that way the blue always pops Mm -hmm. and anything we want to bring attention to that's in blue backgrounds are usually black like 
just you know that that sleek modern but at the same time classic and and strong strong foundation so also with that like a part of company and brand identity is the way you know customers experience business Mm -hmm. so i'll like pose that question in this way like how do you want the customers or your clients to experience aat just like i just described our our brand like streamlined super sleek modern easy strong like we have really developed processes for our customers over the years like if there's ever a pain point we address it so if it's repetitive we kill that so you know if a customer has an issue and we see that it's a recurring issue how do we fix this how do we make it work for us and them at the same time um so just dependable and and trustworthy we've been here for a long time we're not going anywhere anytime soon um dealers love us we have plenty of recommendations from other customers um that we can give out so all of that is is brand identity and and figuring out how to be able to relay that to the customer without having to say all of those things how do like customer reviews play into that like google reviews and stuff like that because i think we've talked about it a little bit before yeah but how much do those type of reviews play into like a brand identity so think about like what's the first thing that you do when you go to do business with a new company i do look up reviews you look up the reviews Mm -hmm. you know and if there's a bunch of bad reviews yeah, you know, you can't really argue with that because they're averaging out. You're going to have people who love you. You're going to have people that hate you. No company should ever have 100% five-star reviews. Like there's mm-hmm. going to be a bad experience in there somewhere. I don't trust any product or service that only has five-star reviews. Like nobody can be that perfect. You're paying to get them taken off. <laughs> um, so then that means like you have something to hide. So then I don't trust that company anymore. Um, and that might be wrong. I don't know, but that's just kind of my first impression on reviews, but like any company that has under four stars, you know, I'm, I'm probably not even going to give them a chance. So very important that you not only like have, have reviews there at all, but ask for them. Like you, it's perfectly fine to ask your customers to go give you a review and you just have to be cool with whatever they have to say. If y'all heard a lot of rustling just then, I had a bandana on and forgot to take it off before I came in this morning. So that's what all that noise was. I had I had pulled up that brand strategy mm-hmm. I was talking about on the on little checklist she's got. Um, basically, you got the brand strategy, identity design, print collateral design, brand photography, website design, and digital collateral. Like. Mm-hmm. And it's like a just a little checklist and like the I mean, that's one that I was from talking like about earlier. Social media, like mm-hmm. everything should match mm-hmm. your social media, your website, emails that are sent out, what you have to say on the phone, like stuff around the office. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff should kind of tie together, and that's really what creates a good brand. Like where there's no question as to mm-hmm. what the intent is. Have you ever encountered a business with like a bad brand identity? All the time. <laughs> All the time. I can't even think of a specific one at, the, at this moment. I'm sure if we Googled that, we'd have some doozies and sit here all day. But um, yeah, any company who puts something in print or on their website and then their actions don't back that up, mm-hmm. bad branding. Like it's, it's really misrepresentation. 
of the product at that point. So um, you definitely want to make sure that your actions back up <laughs> what you're putting out there in your marketing. <laughs> I do, but look, back to like knowing who your customer is. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of companies now that market on social media that I see. And some of the stuff that they say, I'm kind of taken aback by it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they are marketing to a specific type of client who's chill like that. Um, and, and sometimes I have to, to remind myself of that because in our business, like we cut up and, you know, act a fool, but as far as what we're putting out there, it's real professional. Cause we are handling millions of dollars worth of inventory and deals and like setting up for these, for our clients. So like, we don't want them to think we're taking that lightly. So mm-hmm. I've always tried to be super professional when it comes to, to mm-hmm. marketing, but like, you know, a, a company that I'm trying to think of one right offhand. Um, what's the company that Shinesty? It's the men's underwear where they have like the little ball hammock and stuff. It's like a they put crazy prints on the briefs and stuff. Like it, it's it's a little sideways. And so is their marketing. Like the things that they say in their marketing, I'm just like, oh god. But they're marketing to that type of client. So, you know, stuff like that, you just have to, you gotta think about why are we here? Who are we talking to? How would they react to us? And that actually goes straight into like the next question that I had, which was, (laughs) you know, how does corporate identity tie into marketing? And I think you already answered that question perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about, you know, what, what the goal is, who you're talking to, um, you know, figure out who your customer is. Cause I think that's the biggest disconnect with branding is not knowing who your customer actually is mm-hmm. and what they're about and what type of person you're talking to. When you can figure that out, you can catch their attention and you can keep it all the way through the sales process. So like, what advice do you have for a new business or new, bu- new business owner that can help them make sure that, you know, their corporate or brand identity is presented correctly? Get it together first and then try to figure all of this out. If you try to figure out your branding strategy in the beginning, you're going to miss the mark tremendously. And mm. then you're going to be running with something crazy. You do have to figure out logos. You do have to figure out, you know, what your marketing strategy is in the beginning. Otherwise, you're not going to last very long. Mm. But don't make that so concrete that you have to have it. So like when it comes to ordering supplies or ordering stuff with your brand on it, don't order enough for the next 10 years because (laughs) a couple years in, you'll figure out, you know, different stuff and you may want to adapt or change it or, or make it a little better. So just, just make sure that you're fluid with it in the Mm -hmm. beginning so that you can adapt without feeling conflicted and just be hyper aware of, who you're working with, how they're responding to it so that you can adjust the way that you need to. About how long was it before, you know, you figured out what AAT's like brand identity was? About hmm. How long did that take? Four to five years. So it's not something that you can do in like six months or like a year or something. I feel like you can adjust. If I'm, if I'm thinking about like how I felt in that moment, I felt like I had it figured out long before that. But like, here we are, you know, 12 years in and I realized that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, yes, six months in a year and you're going to think you got it figured out. But 
even then you still need to be fluid with it so that you can adjust because you really experience is the biggest um, education. Hmm. So the longer that you're in business, the more problems you deal with, the more times you have to talk to a customer about things like that will humble you tremendously. And I think that part of branding is, is whoever's in charge needs to be humbled to the fact that like, it's not about you or what you have to say is about the reaction you're getting from your customers. Mm -hmm. And if you're worried about you, you're blinded. Like you have your blinders on to just what you think and you think everybody else is crazy. But when you take that out of the equation and you're really listening to everybody else and react in the way that you need to, um, you see things that you would miss mm-hmm. other times. So definitely just be open-minded and willing to change all the time. Because, I mean, even at this point, this far in the game, what we have going on now isn't going to fly for mm-hmm. very much longer. I mean, we're going to have to eventually adjust again according to the market. So mm-hmm. just be ready to change. Seth, you got any questions? Well, I think that also, no. like, you're She's kind of... She's got me over here trying to, trying to figure out what my why is. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. I think that you're kind of at a point with with your thing where you're, like, trying to figure out how to get it out of side hustle mode and into, like, mm-hmm. hey, this is something that I want to do. Um, so these are all the questions. Like, you're by doing this podcast, you're kind of being forced into mm-hmm. big thinking <laughs> that you wouldn't necessarily be exposed mm-hmm. to if you were just trying to to do it on your own yeah, i mean every, i wasn't exposed to any of that kind mm-hmm. of thinking unless i sought it out yeah ever since we've been doing the podcast i've been like trying to figure out how to go about like getting an llc opening an account so i could like start doing um you know getting a um i think one of my friends told me about something it's called like fast books it's a it's, and he was like if you do use that and like do it like 10 percent increase on your prices stuff like that um, I've been trying to figure out like how to go about, you know, instead of being a side hustle, like being a business. I was just talking to someone earlier today. They told me to start doing like consultations too. Like when I get a wedding client, instead of like you know, yeah, do a consultation over the phone or like like video call, you know, yeah, free um, service. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just I'm trying to. Ever since I've been on the podcast, I've been trying to figure out ways to make my make what I do into a more of a business than a side hustle and be yeah. more professional about it. Yeah. Um, Something long lasting. Mm-hmm. It's a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a lot overwhelming. Yeah, because I, I looked up that stuff about the LLC and it was like, man, I can't even remember. I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a But wait. you know what's <laughs> funny though? Like the very first time, it's super overwhelming because it seems like a lot. At this point, I have several LLCs, and it's so easy. Like, it really is the most stupid, simple process. The second go around, I was just like, bing, bing, bang, done. Mm -hmm. And the first time, it felt so heavy. Like, it just took forever. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't even like, it was me. I was getting in my own way by not just doing what I was looking Mm -hmm. at. Like, you can literally look up step-by-step instructions for opening an LLC. And it'll be a a paragraph or, like, an article that's, like, super long. If you really take the the meaty parts out of there, like it's like do this, do that, do this, you're done. <laughs> That's all the the article says. So you, you just have to kind of make yourself a list and just do something. Mm-hmm. And then, like, 
you got me over here trying to figure out not just what my why is, but what is TSE production? It's it's a photography and videography service, but like I feel like I need more than that. Like why should a why should a client book with me? Like what makes me stand out from other people? Yeah, nothing right now. <laughs> and I've always <laughs> tried to like answer that question, but I can never answer. Like what makes me stand out from other people? So like I've always I've had I've had that thought for like a a little year or two now and I can never really like this has to do with branding yeah. though because mm-hmm. like I said in the beginning like I thought I had it figured out and then like I knew I didn't have it figured out and it, it took a long time mm-hmm. to really be able to answer that question yeah. so the fact that you can't answer that question yet is not a problem yeah, and I you just, shouldn't try to I force an answer I don't want potential clients to hear that and be like oh we probably shouldn't book him then I mean you know, it's, I, I feel like those clients that you're scared of of running away, they're yeah. already running from you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. pick up on, they're looking for a different type yeah. of photographer in the first place, mm-hmm. right? So like your clients will grow with your business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, you just do stuff. Like get some experience, go try different things, mm-hmm. fail epically at some of them, <laughs> succeed, and then like kind of wiggle your way into something that works. And once you do all of that, you'll figure out what the why is. You'll figure out why you stand out because you'll make yourself stand out. Mm-hmm. So just out of curiosity, curiosity, like once he figures out what his why is, what would you say the next step would be? Like once someone figures that out, like what's the next thing you think they should do? Um, I think it depends on the business. So like for, for you, um, I would say once you figure out what that why is, just like really double down on selling that point. Mm-hmm. So whatever got you there. So for me with AAT, um, what really was the defining moment, I think for our why is when, I figured out all the process. I figured out all the hiring. I got a team to stick. I got rid of some bad eggs and like advocated for the company and the team by doing that. Um, you know, got got a team of people who were, they were sticking and they were staying and they were, you know, starting to see real success. Um, that was kind of the defining moment for me. And then once I figured out like, Hey, if I if I make the purpose of all of this to share what made me successful with a group of people and put them on that same track, in the meantime, we're helping clients and putting them on the track to success. Let's double down on that. Like, let's duplicate it. Let's spread that. And that was really when we went into grow mode. Um, once once we got that little core team and just figured out how to duplicate that person and make it bigger and expand the sales team and help a bunch of clients in the process. And now we're able to sell that. Mm. So it's like when we're talking to new clients, we can say, Hey, we've got a team that's been here for this amount of years. And we have this many people that are working on this at the same time. We can confidently tell you what you're asking us to do is a little bit off and we need to do it this way. So then like you become more of an expert in your field. And that builds value. So it's kind of like a snowball effect. Once you figure out that why, everything else kind of lines up. And see, that's why I'm I'm happy that we're doing this podcast because (laughs) I feel like there's information here 
for someone that's in every aspect of business, someone mm-hmm. that is established like you, someone that is still in the process of, you know, figuring things out and putting their business together like Seth. And then there's someone mm-hmm. like me that's just I am absorbing everything at this point right. for whatever I decide to do in the future. Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, Seth, like, what is your takeaway from this episode? My takeaway is I need to figure out my why. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's my biggest takeaway. Well, my takeaway is that details and logos and things like that have more meaning than what's on the surface level. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's purpose behind color. There's purpose behind placement of logos. There's purpose behind everything. And I just have to make sure whatever I decide to do do it with purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You should be intentional about everything. Um, and I think once you, once you get disciplined enough to be intentional with everything, you can see what works and what doesn't. Because before that, it's just feelings, mm-hmm. how you feel in the moment. And then you make bad judgment calls. So I think that, you know, the thing that I want everybody to kind of take away from this is you in the beginning, all the way through business, even now, Like you have to be able to adapt and you have to be able to change, but you don't want to change so much and so fast um, and and so often that you don't know what's truly working and what's not. Because a lot of things, especially with Brandon, take time and consistency. And if you're constantly switching it up, then you you don't know what if it worked or not. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, with our logo, when I said that we changed it, we've literally had two logos our entire you know, existence as a business. Um, even though there was a time period where like I hated what we had at the moment there towards the end of it, it wasn't like I was going to change it and have to rebrand completely just because I felt that way that day. Like it took planning, it took adjusting. Um, so don't, don't make such swift decisions that you end up having to do it all over again next week. And speaking of things that work and don't work, our website works. So you should visit it at www.autotransfers.com and our social media sites work as well. (laughs) Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and our YouTube, AATTV. You should check all of those out. Uh, I feel like- You know what actually works as well? Our sales team. Our sales team works so amazingly. (laughs) You should call them if your dealership is in need of inventory right now, or if you have anything to move, hit up the sales team because they will work for you five days a week probably seven honestly if you make them <laughs> and they will do it to the best of their ability Absolutely. and you know who's about to be working with the sales team yes robert <laughs> i wasn't going to say that but oh i'm sorry i just no you're good no you're robert's good. joining our sales team so you know he wants to get some of that money so we are actively yes. looking for somebody to help with our content and all of our back-end stuff so if you need a job hit us up <laughs> on our website or give us a call yeah. or just show up or you can go to our facebook because there will be a job application there i'm sure yeah um i'm still going to be home be here on the podcast though just making that clear i'm not going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> we're working that out yeah, but i'm not sure. i'm not going anywhere this is his baby and uh i was about <laughs> to say something but you made me completely forget what it was <laughs> I made I made you speechless, Robert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, we're wrapping this episode uh, up. Here. I am Robert Carton Jr. I'm Chrissy Branson. And I'm Seth Sheely. And you can check us out next week. I love that. <laughs> I don't make Robert speechless. That's crazy.